It's time to meet the movie press. Today we're going to be talking about Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, Rick Famuyiwa directing The Flash, Bill Skarsgård in It, and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, old chap. Hello there, how are you? I am wonderful. I am Jeff Snyder, host to Meet the Movie Press, and with me, as always, is my friend Simon Thompson. Oh, oh, I've been up, I've been moved up a peg. <laughs> I'm not, I've, from I've gone from friends to friends. Look at that. I didn't realize we were going steady. That's wonderful. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll give you a ring later after I'm the show. Genuinely honored. Thank you. So, what's up? What's shaking? Uh, shitloads going on this week. In uh, as far as movie news stuff goes, um, some really interesting projects, some really interesting moves, and shock horror. Two good movies coming out in theaters this weekend. Um, that, well, that is surprising. I say good, good in different ways. All right, good well, in different ways. We're going to be talking yeah. about all that, but today is a special day. It is a special uh, day. Uh, it's a special day because today mm. marks the ten-year anniversary of Jeff Snyder arriving in Los Angeles. Wow, holy shit! As a college graduate. Wow. I arrived on, what, June 3rd, 2006. Mm. All I knew is that I was going to be going back to my uh, previous summer internship working for Luke Greenfield, the director of The Girl Next Door, yep, Let's Be yep. Cops. And then I would spend uh, the other days of the week at a small company I'd never heard of called Blumhouse. Okay. I think <laughs> I, I think I know how this ends. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's been quite the roller coaster ride. Lots of ups, lots of downs. Um, but I, I wouldn't trade it because but I've lived a life, sir. It's Everything's a learning experience, isn't it? This town, I mean, it is it is vicious. Mm. Um, I've been reading the mailroom this week okay. while I've uh, been ha- having extra time on my hands. Sure. And it's just, this is a tough town, man. you got to have a certain... It's not for everybody. You gotta have a certain skin. I have an anecdote which relates to your Go story. Go for it. Give it to me. Um, I was at the Weinstein Company yesterday. Oh, uh-huh. don't fall over the names that I'm about to drop. So okay. just, just be careful. They'll because they'll be on the floor. Um, yeah. So I was at the Weinstein Company and I turn up to do an interview and um, the guy behind the front desk is like, "Hi, take my, took my name, check me in." He goes, uh, "Can I get you a water or a coffee?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd uh, I'd love a water." He goes, "Is, is Fiji water okay?" I went, "Yeah, it's absolutely fine." He went, "It's room temperature." Right. And I was like, I could get you fired for giving me room temperature water. He went, what is this? Oh, man, I'm really sorry. I went, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. I won't do that. And mm-hmm. it made me realize how cutthroat Hollywood is. There are people there who, are people will who have... would get him fired for giving him room temperature fucking water. Yeah, it's, so um, I get it. It's, I get it. But uh, you know what? I don't think I was cut out to be a, an accountant or, or have a, a so-called normal job no. uh, anywhere else. So, uh Here's to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you meanwhile, uh, let's talk. Let's start the show. Yeah. Talking about Brie Larson uh, being cast as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Big story this week. Seems like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, not a done deal yet, but all, all but done. Now, it's funny. Uh, our pal El Mayimbe mm-hmm. has known about this for a while. Okay. Uh, in fact, I asked my sources about it at the end of April, on mm-hmm. April 26th, to be sure. Um. Yeah, like it. it uh, I think it's great casting. Let's you know for uh, leaving the scoop and all that stuff aside. And who was it that actually broke it? It was uh, Justin Crowell at Variety. I think he was. Yeah, great scoop uh, from our pal over there. Um, but I, I, I think it's pretty damn good. You? I think it's great. I mean, she's an actress who obviously has come to 
prominence because of Rune last year. Right. You know, that that really pushed her. But she's done some amazing performances in films. A lot of people have short been... Short-term 12. Yeah, short-term 12. Just, immediately yeah. springs to mind. Um, a lot of people have been shouting her corner for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see her do these this kind of gradiated rise where it's gone from really good art house to really good art house almost mainstream, which then gets recognised by the Oscars, to then go and do something like this with your studio. It feels like as far as a, as a gradient on a curve of success, it feels like it's the right level of rise for her. And I think she'd be great in the role. I you know. It's like you know you you look at both sides of the, of it and and for Marvel it's a kook it's another Oscar winner to their mm. staple and they've been lining up a ton yeah. of impressive actors yeah so that they have the you know the hot actress of the moment the reigning Oscar mm-hmm. champ so to speak um, so for them it's a huge win for her. You know, part part of it for me, there's a fear of like doing too, like not selling out, but like jumping too quickly into and doing all the blockbusters and stuff because she's doing King Kong as well. That said, I think that this is more than uh, than a blockbuster, more than just another comic book tentpole because it is Marvel's first female yeah. superhero movie. There is something special about it, and so I don't blame her for jumping at the chance. No, absolutely, and I think your point about Kong is absolutely valid, but I think the space between the projects is going to be big enough so it doesn't seem like it's blockbuster, 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 squeeze in an indie, blockbuster, blockbuster. And I don't. I think the, the space is going to be big enough so it's not like, oh, shit, it's another Brie Larson movie. Mm-hmm. I think her choice in doing this... And the, where she's paced it is is a really good call. So whether that's her personal choice or whether that's her management team around her, I don't Saying, know. Yeah, you can't pass this up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and she will no doubt have been offered a lot of projects, you yeah. know, along the way. And I don't doubt that many of them would have been related to major franchises, that kind of thing. Right. So I think for her to hold off and wait for, I'm not going to jump on the franchise bus and do it, you know, a couple of months down the line. I think it's a really good call by her. And I mean, what's interesting, she's really placing her faith in Marvel here because there's yeah. no director yet. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, you know it's not like it's the filmmaker that's drawing her to the project. Now the, the names that have been rumored mm. are Nikki Caro and Jennifer Kent. Yes. And if you had to put a guess on who do you think it, it will be, who do you think it'll be? I'm leaning slightly towards towards Nikki. Yeah. I think. Me too. I don't think Jennifer Kent um, wants to go from the Babadook to a gigantic movie like this. Mm. Um, I just don't know if it's her natural inclination. Yeah. It seems like she you know she wants to make. Her own kinds of movies, similar, you know, to a, a female version of a Ben Wheatley or an Adam Wingard or something yes, like that. That's fair. Nikki Caro just did McFarland for Disney, yeah. right? Which was terrific. Mm-hmm. I loved McFarland. She's also directed actresses to Oscar nominations. Yep. Whale writer, right? Yep. Um, so for me, she makes the most sense. Now, uh, a while back, I, I floated over. I think it was a, a rumor on this show mm-hmm. um, about the actress and the director having the same name okay now at the time and i think this was actually i dropped this um days or a week before i heard the brie larson rumor i was alluding to rebecca ferguson and rebecca thomas yep rebecca thomas um you know has has done this little indie movie but she's yep real hot within the studio system you know i don't know if she just is good in a room or what but she's doing the little mermaid Mm -hmm. with chloe moretz and uh and technically attached to looking for alaska at paramount even though they don't seem to want to make that movie sure um so th- that that is who I was alluding to, all, to all the people who were guessing. From what I've heard, Rebecca Ferguson passed on Captain Marvel. I don't know if that was ever a real offer or what, but yeah. I definitely heard that they were looking at her first, um, and then maybe Jessica Chastain, who was maybe deemed a little too old. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't. For me, I don't think it would be an age thing. I would just see Rebecca Ferguson and Brie Larson, just imagining it in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. would be more of a physical fit 
or a physical representation, I think, is a fair... Brie Larson would yeah, be. Yeah, Brie Larson. Because yeah. of the blonde, though. Yeah. But Jessica Chastain just doesn't... She's not someone I would... I mean, this can work, you know, in two ways. She's not someone I would associate with a role like that. But she's a badass. She is a badass. I mean, either it's irrelevant now because, yeah. you know, so it's, 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 it's Brie Larson. Larson but, but that that is who I was sort of talking about before. And I think Nikki Caro would be a great call. Yeah. Um, and I think she's earned a, a, a shot, um, you know, on something big like this. And it's also very much not the, oh, you know, give a woman a job kind of thing. But I think it's going to be really good to have. We're seeing a lot of diversity in right. the Marvel which directing is gonna, lineup. Which is going to take us to our next story as well. Yeah, but. which, you know, is we, we're seeing a lot of um, uh, black directors coming through, black talent coming through. We're seeing a lot of more female strong characters. We possibly will see our first female director. I think this is becoming a very representative. And, and DC are doing this as well. The guys at Warner are doing this as well. Mm-hmm. I, and I think this diversity behind the scenes is something that is really going to only add colour and flavour to to the films that are being made, I think it's a really important. And you thing. don't mean color like that. No, 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 no. I clarify. mean color as in character, but richness. Yes, that, that exactly. Kind of thing. Different perspectives yeah, that uh, I think will be. Inter- I think that um, Taika Waititi is going to bring a very yeah. interesting perspective mm. uh, to to Thor Ragnarok. Anyways, speaking of diversity, let's jump sure. over to DC. Okay, where Rick Fa- Famuyiwa, yeah. which I have learned to pronounce, um, the director of Dope, has landed the Flash, taking over from Seth Graham Smith. Yep. Uh, yay or nay? Uh, I say yay. Yeah. Um, I, I say a strong yay. I mean, Dope was a film which was very well received by critics. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's on Netflix. So do go and check it out, even if you wouldn't think it was your kind of thing. It was a film that was uh, critically acclaimed, didn't do brilliantly at the box office, should have done more. Not quite sure why it didn't. Very strong film. And his, uh, even though I'm not a massive fan of all of his previous work... I think there's always been something within that work that has appealed to me. Sure. And I, I've been entertained or interested or engaged in some way. So I am very curious. It's a very different kind of project for him, but I'm very interested to see. He um, was great with young people. In, great in with young dope. people. Um, that's what The Flash is going to need. Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting hire. He has a certain edge, a mm. hipness. A freshness, if you will. Um, but it's not a marketing freshness where it's like, hey, you've got to be aiming at the 21-year-olds. no one knows what dope is. No, exactly. Out, you know, outside of our bubble. <laughs> like, my brother, you know, they don't know what dope so, is. So, yes, it's not that kind of forced marketing. Right. Like, hey, you've got to be... the director of dope. Yeah, sweet. It's not like that. It, it just feels very organic and very natural settlement in so, the film. So, Mayimbe, I guess, had gone on. He had taped his uh, Heroic Hollywood Insider podcast Yes. Thing. His show, and he had mentioned that Rick was probably going to get the job. Mm. But then, um, you know, before it posted, the story broke, which yeah. was kind of fu- kind of funny. And then he took to Twitter and said that they had just decided that morning to give it to Rick. Wow. And that's because, um, you know, what I had heard is that 24 hours before, mm. it looked like it was going to be Sean Levy directing. From Interesting. Of Night of the Museum. Yeah, I would have... So that would have been a very different project. Very. So now, I, I, I like, think this is definitely the right call. I like Sean Levy. Mm-hmm. I think he does make some good films. And as a person, I've, I've interviewed him a number of times. I really nice like guy, yeah. the cut of his jib. He's a really nice guy. Out of the two, I would definitely rather have seen Rick's yeah, vision. No, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers made the right call here, yeah. not just in terms of like the diversity play and, and the mm. PR that you know you may or may not get from that. I just think he, he's. A better fit for the, that yeah, material. Uh, great, anyways, a great hire. And speaking of um, interesting Warner Brothers hires, mm. 
uh, New Line yesterday, mm-hmm. casting Bill Skarsgård yeah. as Pennywise the Clown yeah. in Stephen King's It. This came out of nowhere, because mm-hmm. this was not... I hadn't heard anything about Bill Skarsgård. I don't know Bill Skarsgård. No. I can't say one way or the other if this is a good or a bad thing. His face looks interesting. Yep. His eyes uh, in particular. I think... He, what is he... He's on... Is he on Game of Thrones or no? Uh, I, I, I don't know if he's on Game of Thrones. I've, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I know. Fucking shoot no, me. No, neither I'm have the, I. I'm that guy. Um, um, but he was in the last... Um, uh, Divergent, right? Yeah, Divergent movie. Yeah, I was going to say Deviant movie, but no. that would have been more interesting. Um, yeah, he was in the last Divergent. He's in the next Divergent. Surpri- a, a, a real left field call... Um, especially for a movie that won't have really any other stars. Which I think could play in its favor. I like that they, it's interesting that they went young. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I realize another 40 year old guy, like, I don't know how old Tim Curry was when they filmed it, but maybe 35, well, when was that? Early, 40. Early, early 90s. So that would probably have put him f- late 35, 30s. 40. Yeah. yeah. Late 30s, early 40s. I would yeah. Say. Um, so uh, to me, it's interesting that they went young and I also like that they cast Jaden Lieber, uh, from St. Vincent and Midnight Special in the Jonathan mm. Brandis role. I think he, you know, he's he's a really good young actor. Well, also, one thing they're saying is obviously the film is going to be split into two. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to have a younger Pennywise and an older Pennywise. That would be super interesting. I don't know why Pennywise would age necessarily if he's like a demon, if he's like an entity. Yeah, So true. I think it seems to me like Bill Skarsgård would probably play Pennywise in both. So the other contenders, though... Yeah. Um, you know, I had alluded on this show uh, earlier to Hugo Weaving. Mm-hmm. So I had heard... Would have been a great choice. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, you know, Variety also reported that Bern Gorman, along with Hugo Weaving, was mm. in the mix. Another really interesting choice. His face is, like, super kind of creepy. He's got, like, a mm. Mads Mikkelsen thing going on. Yeah. Bern Gorman. So he would have been cool, but I guess his TV schedule wouldn't allow it. Sure. He's got, like, BBC commitments and then... Uh, uh, Game of Thrones and maybe maybe Turn. I don't even know what else. But the other name, um, I don't even know if it was reported or not. But uh, apparently it was Jimmy Simpson. You know who that is? No. From House of Cards. Okay. You watch yeah. House of Cards. Uh, I've watched a couple of bits. Oh, okay. No, I've not. He's I'm, on House of Cards and, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Cool. So I, I'd heard that uh, we'd heard that he uh, was up for that as well. Anyways, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise, ending the the wild speculation. Uh, you know, I would have liked to have seen Will Poulter. Yeah, I think it would have been, been pretty interesting, yeah. but I realized that you know Andy Muschietti came in, wanted to make his own choice after Fukunaga left, and yeah. so yeah, Bill Skarsgård it is. Um, well, let's keep going, uh, and we'll take calls in like five or ten minutes. Okay, um, cool. But also, Paul Thomas Anderson, another variety scoop, yeah. maybe the biggest scoop of yesterday, and yeah. a day full of big scoops. Paul Thomas Anderson reuniting with Daniel Day Lewis for an untitled movie set in the fashion world yeah. of New York City in the 1950s, uh, produced and financed by Megan Ellis and Zanna Perner. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm... I'm... I, I like Paul Thomas Anderson's work. Not all of it. Yeah, I, late, lately, it hasn't really worked for no. me. No. Not um, like the early stuff, at least. And a, but, a lot of things that people have really sort of wet their pants over, I've been... Like not, the just, master and inherent vice. I did not like the master at all. Mm-hmm. Did not like that. I tried. To, I respected I, the master more. Yeah, than I it's liked a great. It. It's a great piece of filmmaking. Did I enjoy it? I did yeah. not enjoy inherent it. vice. I hated. Yeah, uh, that that it was, un, me, it was unwatchable. You see, I heard it. I heard it was unwatchable, and I was like, okay, that sounds like a fucking challenge. So I try to watch it on a plane. No, I I nope. just did not like that. And Daniel Day Lewis, I think, is great. And the film they did 
There will be blood. That's the thing. That's a masterpiece to me. It's a masterpiece, but again, not a film that really, you know, it, I, I, I walked away appreciating the film. It's, I didn't really enjoy movie. the film. It, sure. I didn't get anything from it. Um, although I respect it, it's a brilliant piece of cinema. But you can't like everything, right? I, I mean, listen, Daniel. Another a new Daniel Day Lewis movie is great news. He yeah. hasn't been in a movie since no. Lincoln. No, he's not like attached to th- those to, to like movies. He's not one of those guys. So if he signs on to a movie, he does it and it gets made. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what he's going to play. Like, is he going to be a fashion designer? Don't know. Something like that. Um, the, the world of fashion in the 50s honestly does not turn me on. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you had said, you know, you know, a group of characters in the San Fernando Valley and Magnolia or whatever, or the porn world, mm. I might have said the same thing. So yeah. through Paul Thomas Anderson's eyes... Sounds like it could be pretty. Magnolia could have been a massive fucking mess. Yeah, as it turns out, that's a great movie. It's such a great movie. So Um, I'm eager to see what you know those guys do with with Megan Ellison. I'm going to approach it with a very open mind. I mean, you know, as you say, you do look at sort of 1950s fashion and go, oh, mm." but you know, look at Mad Men. And, and I mean, Mad Men started out in the 50s. Aren't we all excited to see, like, okay, so Paul Thomas hmm. Anderson was really the first. Yeah. But what's, I guess Wes Anderson we know is making the animated dog movie. Yes. What is Spike Jones doing next? What is Inuritu making next? What is Quaron making next? What is Tarantino making next? Like, I'm, I'm really excited for all these announcements. Yeah. yeah. There was something I heard that, I can't remember what it was, so it's not massively helpful, but that Quaron was attached to. Only in the last couple of months, and I can't for the life of me remember uh, what I it was. I thought he was like helping out and doing something. Oh, was, he, was that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, and we'll, we'll talk about one more, or, uh, one more story before we, we go to the calls. Okay. Um, uh, Susanna, Suzanne Beer up yeah. for James Bond. That seems like a wild rumor. I don't seems, think that's going to happen. Seems like a wild rumor. Um, but again, I think this goes back to uh, Bond has never had a female director. I'm co- it, it would I'm it would that, be right? cool, and but like Night Manager, I haven't watched it. I I haven't watched it, but I heard. I great tried things. to watch it, and I actually couldn't get into it. But I, I, that's John Le Carre, not her. I, I'm just wondering how much of this comes from the association with Hiddleston, who was obviously in that, right? Because obviously, I she think a gets lot of I think people jumping to conclusions. It's the British press. I don't think she. What does. are you saying about the British press? <laughs> Fair point. Um, just want to be clear. What you're I saying. think. I, a female director would be really interesting for Bond. Yeah. I don't know if now is the time. I, I, you have to hire the best filmmaker for the job. There's yeah. no way you're telling me that Suzanne Beer's the best filmmaker. There's just no way. Uh, I don't buy it. And plus, you know, her last movie was that like disgusting thing with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, Serena or whatever. That, oh like, barely, shit! Yeah, Did that she was make her. that. Yeah. Oh. She hasn't really fared well no. with the English language stuff. She's better, you know, in her native tongue. I just don't see it. I don't see this happening. I don't think... uh... But if you're looking for dramatic tension, I mean, from what I hear, the night manager had that in spades. So if that's kind of the way they're looking to push Bond, um, you know, and and have second unit kind of really own the the, the stunt stuff, um, could be be an option. All right. I mean, I'd I'd be interested to see her, what what she would do with it, but is she someone that I would go, okay, she's going to be... I think to have a new Bond and put it in the hands of someone who doesn't have that level of experience that's, okay, might that's be a better way of phrasing it. That's a better way of phrasing it, yes. Um, especially if there's a new Bond. I just, it just seems far-fetched. Yeah. Um, 
And it really does, it doesn't even have to be it doesn't have to do with her being a woman. It just has to do no. with her credits. No, no, no. The type of movies yeah. that she excels at making. I mean, one one miniseries. And that's not to say that people can't you know, change should, the genres do, of that movie. Should Carrie Fukunaga be directing uh, Bond because he did you know True Detective? I just no. Not not everything works like that. Shane Black. Um, Shane Black for Bond. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. I know. Um, all right, let's take some calls. Let's open up the phone lines. I'm tweeting out the number right now. Uh, call in with all your questions. We will field them. Engineer, we will look for uh, the Skype symbol up there. In the meantime, as we wait for people to dial, uh, let's talk about Rogue One. Yeah. Rumors that there's... Uh, ooh, that's, I feel like my voice squeaked there. <laughs> Rumors that Rogue One is reshooting 40% of the movie. Yeah. Um, what say you? Because I have, I have a hot take. Okay. Um, I mean, reshoots are no real... Um, not a big deal not at all. A big Most deal big movies in the have industry. them built in. Yeah. Um, again, this came from a point uh, reported early on by people who don't... Not not a journalistic strand who particularly know how filmmaking works. So, oh, reshoots? That must mean it's shit! No. The New York Post, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of like looking at it from a thing... A reshoot Ooh. on a movie is, is, is not... We do have calls. Okay, we'll take one. Let's, come back let's, to that. Yeah. Hello! Welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Hi, this is Chad. What's hey, up, Chad? Chad? Um, I was just wondering if you guys know of any indies that you're looking forward to. Indies that we are looking forward to. Yes. Let me uh, bring up the schedule right here, and I'll run down the list. Honestly, Broad Green has two movies that I'm curious about. Neon Demon, even though I hear it's awful. Uh, you see, I it premiered in the UK the other day, and I saw a lot of good things coming out about it. Okay. I'm listening. I'm 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 down to see it, and also the Infiltrator with Brian Cranston. Um, yeah. What's another good one? Uh, oh, I'm looking forward to Hunt for the Wilder People. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, is there is there anything else that jumps to mind? I mean, Captain Fantastic. These are all kind of like Sundance movies. Um, what what about you, uh, Chad? What are you looking forward to? Um. Well, Captain Fantastic is probably the biggest one, and then did you see the trailer that just came out for? I think it's like Paul Rudd and um, oh, the, fun, the fundamentals of caring. Yeah, I mean, which is also coming out on yeah. Netflix. I think at the same yeah. time as it's going to be in theaters. Is it? Have I you mean, heard if that's any good? I've heard no. I, I the first I heard about that film was when I got sent a trailer this week, and then I looked. I got sent a list of what's coming up on Netflix, and I didn't know it was coming out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it looks kind of interesting. But I'm just wondering yeah, if like, it's I'll, a little I'll bit naval because I like, I like Paul Rudd. I like Craig Roberts. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the Selena Gomez of it all. We'll have to see about that. Um, but, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Sure. And you've already seen uh, Sing Street, right? Yeah, Sing Street was terrific. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, Manchester by the Sea, which was like my favorite movie of Sundance. I'm also looking forward to the Sundance movie about the Obamas, uh, Southside with You, on their first date. That's going to be a great date movie. Although, yeah, don't tell me how already, it ends. Like, what are some you've already seen this year that you like? Uh, I mean, you can always check uh, my, my, the insnider.blogspot.com mm. for all my rankings. But if you haven't seen The Invitation yet, you should check oh, yeah. that out. Eddie yeah, the Eagle is available yeah. now on, on DVD. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and check out the OJ miniseries when that debuts. Oh, uh, and also, there's a one that I saw. Again, this, this was in theaters very briefly, but it's actually, again, on Netflix. Um, Hush. 
is if oh, you're yeah. looking for a really good yeah and there's a um there's a, a another film again on netflix i'm watching a lot of netflix at the moment um he never died which is a very low That's budget henry rollins, henry rollins. oh wow Jesus. it's i interviewed him a couple of weeks ago i got a, an interview coming out on Forbes okay. in the next couple of weeks and it's it's really really good it's really interesting if you say film. so simon yeah go for it all right yeah thanks for calling in chad we're gonna take another call all right see you. hello Hello, and welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, how are you? I'm well. This is Josh Dickey, uh, first-time listener. Long time. <laughs> What's up, big guy? How do you do, fellas? Good to, good to uh How do you do? do? We're wonderful, again, Josh. Great show this morning, by the way. Lots Thank of you. Topics to come. Yep. Now, this, is my, this is one of my favorite podcasts about meeting the movie press. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot out there. You have to be careful, Trey. I listen. I listen every time that I'm on. So, uh, can we get back to the Rogue One discussion? Yes. Sure. Let, let, okay. Before before you go, let me just weigh in with my quick thoughts. I think at that making of Star Wars, I'll do respect to those guys who work their asses off. I think it's kind of nonsense. There's no way they're shooting forty reshooting forty percent of this movie. I think a lot of this is like Justin Kroll reported uh, room for for Alden Ehrenreich's young Han Solo to come in and make a splash. Josh, what say you? You know, I was initially kind of blew my stack at this New York Post report because it did, see, it did seem sort of deadly naive to me. And, of course, everybody ran with it. Yeah. And, you know, I I didn't pick it up because I think it's nonsense. But, there, look, there might be problems with the movie. Like, there might actually be some problems with the tone. Maybe they wanted to lighten it up a little bit. That happens all the time. That, this is my mm. issue. With this. It's called filmmaking. They, they, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, it's exactly. It's called filmmaking. And what, what this has become is, is gawking at the process because this is the Star Wars. Yep. Hello? Or who should just let that? I mean, you know, not everything was, was, was sunny and rosy on The Force Awakens. Why do you think J.J. Abrams is essentially having nothing further to do with Star Wars at this point? Well, um, one one thing that people said, uh, well, it, it was reported that people had said, is is that the the tone of Rogue One was apparently too dark compared to the Force Awakens, which is what I we went, were all expecting. Have you seen the Empire fucking strikes back? But if you compare that to Star Wars, that was like a fucking funeral. I'm looking forward to it a was, darker tone. Yeah, what's wrong yeah, with I that? The, I thought the war movie thing without Jedi in it was right. a really cool idea, and you know, again, I mean, I just I feel like what's going to happen is inevitably the movie will come out it will be very good everyone will love it and lose their ever-loving minds over it and all of this will be forgotten but i don't want it to be because i mean this is just such a perfect example of somebody taking a perhaps a factual uh, reality and and spinning it into uh in, into something really tabloidy and and look I don't begrudge the New York Post for doing that. That's what the New York Post does. Right, that's they're, page six. Yeah, yeah. they're yes. Yeah, they're kind of like the idiot aunt who you know gets who gets the gossip but gets it half wrong. Um, it, it's the it's it's the down the line blogs and, and look, you know, guys who are friends of ours. I'm not going to name names. Going off the cliff with this stuff. Yes. Um, that really infuriates me and, and not really giving it the proper context. Well, well, let, let, let me like, it's like, Josh, so you're the editor at Mashable. So you get to dictate what they cover and what they don't cover. And if it was up to me, I would take, I would have taken your position and said, this is essentially a non story, but you know, you know where I just worked. Do you think that that would have, you know, flown at, at, at the rap? Like, I don't think so. I think oh, an editor would have said, well, if it isn't true, then write that it's not true. You know? 
Right, which which I was tempted in some ways to do if I had any sort of intel on this that I could have added. But to just, you know, just to take a swing at it to say this is bullshit. Yeah, listen, I tried to, to, to see if I could find something new or find a find a new insight to, to give it. But really, you know, to just swap down something completely for the sake of swatting it down isn't really isn't really my style. I agree. I, this... I, this... I things down when I feel like I, I have a way of proving that it's not true. And this, I've done that this is just part of the process, and, mm. and I really do not believe the reports that 40% of the film is being reshot. There's no way it was that much of a miscalculation. Well, uh, I mean, there were, there were rumors as well that um, Chris McQuarrie... Um, Those you know, rumors have been around a long time. Apparently he's taken to Twitter. I, this is from Bruce Lee in the chat. Apparently he's taken to Twitter to say that he's not involved in the, uh, the Rogue One reshoots. Um, but I, it, so he's not not involved in the reshoots. Maybe he he wrote the he wrote yeah. the last draft of the script but before you know they started. Production. But the Star Wars galaxy like, is an evolving galaxy. It's a living, breathing, organic you know film franchise again. And new ideas for characters are going to come in. You're going to have to get things to to jigsaw together. That's going to have to happen. Otherwise, the same fans that are getting pissed off about things that you know like oh we have to change it are the same people are going to go oh it didn't quite work. They should have changed it. Mm-hmm. So you just got, you just got to make sure that these things dove tale they've just got a new hand solo i have no doubt we discussed this weeks ago that they're going to try and get different stories out of these things so they have to open up little gaps you have to do that with things like this it and a really good example i used the other day for someone was the fact that you know films often even at a very late stage get new cast involved despicable me a couple of years ago al pacino did the right. voice for the villain laid it locked it absolutely fine last minute they were like no actually we're not going to do that we're going to go with benjamin that's a voice Pratt. Role, though. That's a yeah but revoiced it but large-scale changes are not uncommon in films. New endings are shot, new scenes are shot, additional footage, stuff that was taken out, go back in. You know, it's just that's part of the filmmaking process. Things change. Directors change in the middle of projects. I think we got to be careful with the word reshoots because that's the word that we sort of use as a blanket term, but really, like, probably what they're doing is a lot of additional... It's additional photography. Yeah. Yeah, they, they probably tested Alden... It's, you know, and they were like, holy cow, he's amazing. Let's get him in the movie. Mm. And, and a lot of other things that they just wanted to add. I mean, honestly, fellas, when you write a first draft of a story, how often does your editor say, great, put that up? <laughs> you know, they want, they want stuff added. They, they want stuff taken out. They, they want you sure. to do additional returns. Yeah, and no, we'll- it's – and clearly, I don't know who's been talking to the Post because since they broke the Alden thing too um, – it's been very curious that those two stories would come back to back from the Post, but – I have my suspicions that that is a secondary source, not a primary source. In other words, there is another journalist who's closer to the, who is close to the process, or someone who can't report it, who is relaying it to them, and they're just going with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly interesting, but I don't think that fans have much to worry about. I do not think that the movie is in bad shape. Uh, I'm confident that it'll be my favorite Star Wars movie, actually. Uh, but I, I get, great. I get the time. I get that they want to take the time to get it right, since you yeah. can't launch this whole story idea, the Star Wars saga stories or mm. whatever, with a with a dud, because then people won't trust the rest of them. But also, I mean, I think you know it was very important. Disney were very keen to make sure that um, Alice Through the Looking Glass was a strong opener. That didn't happen. So I think at this point, obviously, with with Rogue One opening only in only a couple of months' time, they just want to make sure that what they're putting out for the rest of the year is strong on the nose and is going to make them a shitload of money it's going to make the money it, I mean it will make the money anyway I mean of course it's going to make you know I can see it making a billion anyway but All right. know, there's no point there's no harm in doubling down well Josh uh, yeah. 
Th- thank you for calling. Was there anything else you want to add? No, just just want to say I could not disagree less. Thanks, fellas. Awesome. Right. Thank Bye. you. Um, so yeah, so uh, well, you know, not disagree less. I'm like, figure <laughs> is that a out. compliment? Like, Wait, what? <laughs> uh, do we have any more calls or no? Nobody's on the line. Nobody's waiting. Okay. Um, people people probably got stuck behind Josh on the, that one. Can I just say I'm trying to look at the the, the chat, yep. um, but the yeah, chat is playing chat? up a little bit today. Ooh. So it keeps sort of resetting it. So uh, um, yeah, we've got another caller. Go for it. Hello. Hello. Hey. Who's this? Hello? Hey, it's Mike from New York. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much again for, uh, you know, answering the questions last week. I'm always glad to talk to you guys. Um, I'm just curious, because uh, I posted it in the chat. I don't know if you guys talked about it because my computer went all wacky. Um, what, what is the exact level of power control that Jeff Johns, that John Bird have on the DC films? And also, does Ben, you know... Ben Affleck was given executive producer credit on the upcoming Justice League movie, but as far as my understanding, like executive producer can just mean absolutely nothing. Like it basically is, you know, a glorified title. It's a you throw some money and you put your name behind it. It looks yes. nice for all of us, but it's not really like yeah. I, I, control. Uh, I don't think any like any of these moves mean anything. No. To be, I mean. Uh, do, do Jeff Johns and John Berg have complete uh, autonomy of DC films? No, it's this. They're making decisions with Greg Silverman, with Kevin Zujar. It's the same people who are making the decisions before. They just have new titles on their business cards. No, oh, okay. Because I people are getting really excited as if this is going to bring change to the slate. No, or it's it's a it's or... a it's a reassuring announcement. Uh, you know, for most people to see Ben Affleck, executive producer. You know, he's putting his stamp on it beyond just like I'm a hired gun. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't well, think that. This... Well, but in terms of but in terms of Jeff Johns and John Berg, if they, I understand like they have to answer to people above them, but and they don't have complete autonomy. But their presence, why should it bring encouragement? If all because if they really don't have what it seems like as a, a because, good amount of. I, I mean, I, I don't know why people are reassured by that. Uh, Okay. You'd, you'd, you'd have to ask them. I'm I'm not personally reassured. I mean, <laughs> well, it's, it's just it's been interesting that that is the narrative that has been created, both within fans and the media itself. There's definitely been coverage trying to show like this is something to be happy about because the media has to say something. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll be. It's like I uh, yeah I I can't get into it, but um yeah I I don't I just don't think that there's much to to the story. Um, mm. I, I think Zack Snyder. I mean, whether it's, it's all, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it varies project to project how hands-on Sorry. people are. I mean, I know that there's a friend of mine who's a screenwriter, and he knows. I won't name the director, but there's a very well-known director in Hollywood who um, will get a credit if you. He, he will get involved in your project, but you have to pay, let's say, one million dollars for him to even like receive your script to look at. Mm-hmm. He will look at your script. If you want more, you charge X and Y, blah blah blah. And as part of that deal, he gets an exact producer credit. It on on a film, right? Oh, now, yeah. The amount of involvement he's actually had is is minimal, and that's not doing this person down. Yes, but it is a case of the physical hands on on that project is you know it could have been the guy in the copy room had more contact oh, with I'll, that. Film. I'll ask executive producers about casting news. And like, yeah, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just an executive producer. So sometimes it is it's a steadying hand to get things like studios, investors, projects rolling and get them moving. So it, it a- can Affleck vary had, massively. Guys, Affleck had say in Batman vs Superman. Yeah. 
like when you're a star at that level, they don't just like make the movie in a vacuum and then like hand you your lines mm. before the camera starts rolling. Like you're involved in intimate creative decisions, uh, which Ben Affleck, uh, uh, you know, the, why do you think he was so dejected mm. after after the movie opened? It was because he had a hand in fucking shaping it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, it's like y- y- there are larger things beyond the names <laughs> that are being credited. Okay. Mm. Todd Feldman. And let's talk about this this uh, this okay. week and stay on stay on the line with us. Todd Feldman yeah, yeah. represents Zack Snyder and David Ayer, and this week David Ayer left Todd Feldman at CA to go to Dan Aloni at WME, and then within 24 hours returned right to Todd Feldman because nobody leaves Todd Feldman. <laughs> um, it's like nobody t- leaves Todd you, Feldman. Nobody's really uh, he's. Todd Feldman is also involved in the DC universe. He's not a name that you'll ever hear, but he is the agent for Zack Snyder and David Ayer. And believe me, he is involved in, you know, high level conversations as well. Yeah. All right. I'm, yeah, I know. No, I understand what you guys are saying. I'm just sort of, I just think it's interesting that a story that has been so thoroughly played up as being something to be relieved about from both, you know, from a fan perspective and, I can't help but also think that they partially did it to help the plunging stock price. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know that these moves all... get get made for for stock no. reasons. Um, and and again, I, I it was the blogs that played it up. Yeah. I don't know if a trade yeah. did a follow up story like the next day after the DC shake up, so to speak. There, mm. I don't know. Um, I don't. It, that, that, I mean, this, th- was, this so, was Twitter noise. This yeah, is, yeah. You're in, a, you're in a, like an echo chamber. So um, many, yeah. So many possibilities, and but it was. A, it's a good question. So thank you for yeah. calling as always. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You won't have been the only no person problem, thinking you. about that. So yes, yeah, good call. Next call. Hello, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Hi guys. Hey, who's this? Hey. Um. Well, Simon, this might be the third time to hear for Jeff. I don't know, you don't remember me, but I was the one who sent the Doctor Strange question. Oh, right, um, yes. Composer, composer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, it's Jonathan, just in case you forgot. Okay, what's, so, so what's up, Jonathan? Um, well, I just want to say this to get this out of the way. Okay. I hadn't seen X-Men Apocalypse to say this question. Um, which director might step in and maybe took over the X-Men franchise? Hmm. I don't believe franchises should be taken over by filmmakers. Um, I mean, you know, what they have, they have Tim Miller doing the Deadpool stuff. That would be interesting if he segued from Deadpool to X-Men. Yep. But I don't know if that's the same sensibility. Josh Boone is doing the New Mutants thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he's proven himself uh, with, you know, as far as, like, getting young audiences' attention. Um I don't know. Is there someone who jumps out who you'd love to like see take it over? I, I don't really give a shit anymore. I mean, I would uh, certainly from a personal point of view, I would like to see perhaps some more classic directors come in. Well, um, I got one. Actually. Okay, cool. go for it. You go first. Um, well, a choice, but maybe a very good choice. It depends which movie it might be. Paul Greengrass. Okay. No. No. <laughs> really, Paul no. Greengrass is not going to direct a fucking X Men movie. Number one. <laughs> Uh, and number two, I think he would be completely wrong for X-Men. Completely. Do you see, I, I get what you're saying, but I think when Greengrass comes to, to drama and action set pieces, which Apocalypse had but didn't nail, 
I think it might need someone with his tone and texture. So I don't think it's the best suggestion, but I don't think it's the worst suggestion. I was thinking along the lines of um, uh, uh, Richard uh, 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 Ken Branner, who did Thor, maybe go with a Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster's X Men. I feel like Will Ferrell. Like, in, in, I don't even. I don't remember which movie. It's an Anger Man. I feel like everyone around me is taking crazy pills. Like, what? Would you not? Are you guys fucking kidding me right now? No. Jodie Foster's X Men. That's what you want to see. Next. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well, I think you're on the fence on that another, one, Jeff. Well, there's another director I had in mind. Okay. Um, who else? Let's about, say one more. Uh, okay, one more director. I suggest um, Danny Boyle. You got you. You guys no. are crazy. I would, you say, guys I would are, say no to Danny Boyle. You guys are so nuts. No, I'd say no to Danny Boyle. This is a, this is a terrible franchise. I don't know why. Sean Levy, Oscar caliber filmmakers like Paul Greengrass or Danny Boyle would want to go within ten feet of it. They wouldn't even. Yeah. They would. They wouldn't even produce I, those movies. Come on. Oh, hello. Okay, yeah. so we'll, 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 end, we'll, we'll end that let's one. Let's go to the next we'll question. I think that went down very well. All right, let's let you know what? That's enough calls for today. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you for calling, Jonathan. Okay, so we're uh, talking about... Yeah, I just want to make you feel better, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy the weekend, my man. Okay, so... Um, do, we, do we have one more call? Should we take one last one? No. No. All right, well, I guess we, it's too late. Okay. This is the last call, though. Uh, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Don't worry about no, it. That's fine. <laughs> no uh, more calls. Go ahead, Simon. So um, we're talking about remakes and, uh, and franchises. Logan's Run yep. um, this week. Uh, some updates on that. They got a writer, Ryan They, Condal, they got a writer, right? yeah. Um, and uh, Joel Silver apparently has come on as a as producer. I think he always was. Yeah, was he always attached I to it? I think so. Okay. Um, I, that did uh, get me quite excited. Now, apparently what they're going to do, I love the original Logan's Run. I recently bought it on Blu-ray. I'm, I've never I'm, seen it. I should watch it You've never week. seen it? Okay, well, I'll bring it in for you. Uh, I would say next week, but you're not here next week. Yeah, uh, when you get back. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, last week as well, a lot of people got very, very concerned that you weren't coming back when you said you were going away for a couple of weeks. Okay, I'm just are... going on a, on a family vacation to yeah. Anguilla, everybody. I'll he come will back be back. Don't tan worry. And, and peaceful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Logan's Run. So, Joel Silver. Um, Logan's Run is a favorite film of mine growing up, one of my favorite um, okay. sci-fis. Um, what apparently they're looking to do is for Warner to create this to effectively be their Hunger Games-style franchise. In the film, death's predicted around 30. Now they're going to move 21. that down to 21. So I think we're going to see this. I think... It, it could. I think it'll be one of two things. It could either go horribly wrong, or I think it's going to work really, really nicely. Mm-hmm. I think casting and director are going to be a really key part of this. I think that will will make or break this project. Of course, because I think well, there's an idea. Gosling's out. Got a lot of room. Gosling's out. Yeah, huh? yeah. that sucks. That's that's a blow. So I'm. It's a project I'm very very interested Cause, in. It's like you you had this hot leading guy mm. who's a great actor, and then couldn't get your shit together as far as development, and now he's gone, and you have to reconceive it. I just I don't know. When you have that a guy like that's interest, you got to strike. Yeah. So. Uh, so who else is out there then in that pool that you think might be twenty one year old actors? Yeah. I mean, I I'd have to give it some thought. Yeah. To be put on. Um, I mean, he's too old for it, but potentially, could we see Zac Efron? Yeah, I mean, you because could. we've discussed before that he's kind of, you know, he does he he can do dramatic stuff, which he doesn't get the most credit for. But you know, physically, I think he'd be very good in this kind of action role. You know, you know who else is uh, young and in an upcoming Warner Brothers movie? Who's that? Harry Styles. 
Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> maybe he's uh, the new Logan. Really put me Harry off. Styles, the new Logan's <laughs> run. People, run with oh, it. I read that in the New York um, Post. Uh, no, yeah. but uh, speaking of leading men, Jake Gyllenhaal yes. signing on to the Division, yeah, which is his first video game movie, right? Since uh, since Prince of Persia, since Prince of Persia, and it's his first sort of m- major high profile one because he's done right. a lot. Of, he's done a lot of films. He's done Life. I feel like is going to be a big movie though. That sci fi movie that he's doing, I think so. But um, I mean, really, the last he hasn't done a big, big, big movie. He's done Nightcrawler, which is yeah, yeah. which is a great movie. Yeah, Obviously, Passengers films. was a, was a great Demolition. movie. But, you know, we're not looking at you know sort of tentpole kind of thing so this is big for him and for ubisoft as well they want to get it right because you know that is their number one game so if they are looking to so push it's a tom, that as a franchise, it's a tom clancy game tom clancy's D- the division i think is the title right yeah um and he's producing jake yes nice to see him he's doing some really interesting producing movies you know he's doing a couple of production things he's got his fingers in a lot of pies and and obviously he's looking at doing some directorial um uh he's doing his directorial documentary as well which is going to be great so i think i think he's making some really interesting he's got a career that i could see people like a you know like a brie larson kind of really getting into that filmmaking side as well as being front of camera and doing a mix of you know, larger and smaller budget things, which keep a really interesting portfolio. I'm I'm a big, big fan of Jake's work and a big fan of him personally. Me so too. I think I'm I'm really looking forward to this. We love Jake Gyllenhaal on the yeah, show. We, we will do. always love Jake Gyllenhaal on the show. Jake, anytime you want to come on, come buddy. in. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have a little chat with my friends at. Uh, Bold films. Let's, 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 I've mentioned them this week. So. Let's, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to make sure because um, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to miss it. Um, Pop star and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. What, what did you think? I haven't seen these movies yet. I'm uh, probably okay. going to see them both this week. Uh, let's do TMNT Out of the Shadows. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I did not like the first one. I watched it for research purposes. It's a guilty pleasure for me. I actually didn't hate it. No, I mean it's not. It's not the worst it film. It's fine. Um, I watched it is this for one, research. This one's better. Uh, yeah, it is better. Uh, this one, I think, is, you know, as I referred to, to it with someone the other day, it's the turtle package. Um, because if you know turtles that I knew... Which in, I did. I grew up on the turtles. Yeah, like, so you've got Krang. You've yep. got, obviously, Shredder's back. You've got Bebop, Bebop and Rocksteady. Rocksteady. You've got Casey Jones. You've got April. It's if, everything. It yeah. is everything. It is the turtle package. So... Um, I'm, it, now I'm excited. Yeah, do you know what? I, I wasn't expecting to like it, but I was in a, a press screening with... You know, with audio, uh, with adults and kids, and uh, this is not Citizen Kane. If you're going to approach this and go, "Is this marvelous cinema?" No, it's not. It's fucking turtles fighting. You know, it's <laughs> it's 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 just fun. You know, I was smiling. I enjoyed the action set pieces. I mean, is Shredder brilliant? No, you know, not again. And you know, there are flaws in it, and it's it's not great. It's not the best script. It's not the best direction. But is it fun? Fuck yeah, it's fun. If you go and spend money to go and see it in the theater because you, you're interested to see it, yeah, you'll come out. You'll have you'll have had a good time. Do you have a favorite turtle? No, how can I pick a favorite turtle? I always had a favorite. It's like picking a favorite. Child. I feel like they're focusing on the wrong one. They always focus on on the the wrong ones. Mm. Donatello is the best turtle by far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just I, uh, Megan Fox is um, is is the same in this one. There are certain scenes in this that clearly play to the dads. Uh-huh. Um, there's a brilliant scene in Grand Central Station in New York, which you know it's funny. All the dads who were talking to their kids suddenly stopped talking to their kids and were like, Ugh. so you know, there's kind of that. It's good fun. I mean, Casey, all the characters are not perfectly done, you know, but it doesn't matter. All right, but you'd recommend it for the kids. Yeah, and, I mean, and kids and also adults if you just want to go and have fun. Yeah, it, if you want to see turtles movie, this is the turtle movies that I think you want to see. <laughs> uh, and Popstar, also a turtle in that movie. I understand. 
Yes, there is. Yeah. I see the link there. Excellent. Uh, Look yeah. at these segues. Pop- I should be writing for something. You should be. Uh, pop star Never Stop Never Stopping uh, is, is basically... Um, it's uh, it's Justin Bieber's documentary meets Spinal Tap. Right. Uh, for those of you who I'm sure all went to see the Justin Bieber documentary, I did. Hey, never say never. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is obviously a play for their new title. Um, it's great. It's a Lonely Island movie. Um, I, there are so many cameos and, you know, jokes, in-jokes, industry jokes, um, t- industry taking the piss out of itself. There is an absolutely amazing TMZ piss take that runs throughout the film, which is absolute genius. Does it overstay its welcome? No. that's some of the fear with like, oh, is it an no. SNL sketch at feature length? I no. was getting to the point where I was like, when's this going to end? And there are there are moments that go on a little bit too long. Uh-huh. But overall, to be honest with you, it's a hell of a lot better than I... It's what I was hoping for. It's better than I was expecting. And I again, I laughed a lot and very, very hard, as did most people that were in the screening with me. Now, it won't appeal to everybody. A lot mm-hmm. of people won't get it. They won't enjoy it. It's quite self-indulgent, but it's it's actually very fun. You're having fun with them, and it doesn't take itself seriously. It's, it's written nicely. The set pieces that work absolutely work, and the things that don't are still absolutely fine. Okay. I, I Seriously, I laugh probably more in this than I've laughed in most films I've seen this year. That are that were meant to be comedies. I'm going to uh, to check both of those. It's out worth this your fifteen dollars, and it's going to find. <laughs> I love it's fifteen dollars now. Fifteen fifty? No, it's not. No, it, it's worth you know it's worth going to the theatre, but also I think it's going to do well. But I think it's going to find its home and become a bit of a cult classic. Cult film, sure, you know when it gets hits home entertainment. But there's lots of quotable stuff in there. The songs are massively offensive, but fucking genius. Okay, you know it's it's so wrong. It's so right. Well, while you were watching those movies, I was staying in watching Netflix. Okay. Where I caught the do-over. How was that? The Adam bad? Sandler film. I mean, I have a soft spot for Sandler and especially Spade. Okay. Um, so to me, it was a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but here, here's the other one that I watched. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop 2. two with How Dolph is it? Lundgren. I haven't... I haven't got around to watching well, it Well, Simon, yet. it wasn't good. Okay. <laughs> um, I love the original Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of waiting for it to be remade with, you know, either like The Rock or Vin Diesel or Chris Hemsworth. Because um, The Rock short of work. Or Joe Manganiello. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, didn't happen. We got Dolph Lundgren instead. He is just not good. <laughs> he is just not a good actor. Do you know what? I'd... He's so stiff. But I love Dolph Lundgren. How I mean, can you not love Dolph Lundgren? I love Come him on. too. Like he's Have not, you interviewed he's him? Not, he's not someone I could be like angry mad at. Couldn't for be being angry bad. at Dolph Lundgren. Right. No, you couldn't never. stay mad at him. You couldn't stay mad at Dolph. <laughs> look with, at that put him. Look at that little put him. <laughs> but yeah, I wa- honestly, I watched to see like his interactions with the kids because that's what I always enjoyed about mm. Kindergarten Cop. Uh, and it's just not as, as witty or profane as the original. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a pass on Netflix. Oh, that's a shame. No, Dolph Lundgren, if you ever get the chance to talk to him, he's the nicest guy. He's had some terrible luck, but he's one of the most intelligent people I've ever spoken sure. to. He's brilliant. And he's made some really shit films in the last couple of years. But just I just go back and revisit his 80s and 90s stuff. And there's some gold He could in be... He, I'm telling you, he... Could, with the right role, yeah, you know, like if he had that Dave Batista role in, yeah. in the last Bond movie or whatever, just some even like a Tarantino thing, like stick an eye patch on him and yeah, he could be some. He could be Ooh, a great, Fast like, and right Furious twelve hundred and seventy nine. He could be L Driver's boyfriend in Kill Bill three or something. Yeah, um, he's uh, com, ta- but, Tarantino 
and Lundgren. But yeah, like, let's make it fucking. When he's happen. the leading man and like asked Come to on. crack jokes, it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, as far as buzz on some other movies, we have about ten minutes left in the show. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot, still a lot to talk about. I've been hearing good things about The Conjuring. Those reviews have hit. I saw it last night. Oh, how I, was it? I don't know because there have been reviews. Are you embargoed? Well, I don't know because there have been reviews yeah, out. Been trade reviews. Um, but then when I got invited, it was like uh, reviews are embargoed until further notice. So. All right. If I you can't know. say anything, it's cool. Let's but, not say anything the, now. I'll review, talk about it next week. The reviews, are, for the most part, were pretty good. Um, uh, I've talked to people who have seen Tarzan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And they said it was surprisingly good. Okay. Uh, you know, Tarzan looks like a real question mark to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess David Yates delivered. Great. I mean, great director. Uh, great director. That's at least what I'm hearing. Uh, we, you know, the word on the street is that Warcraft is just awful. Yes. Just awful. Yeah, I, which uh, I really feel. I really feel bad for for Duncan Jones. That's what Chris Tapley tweeted too, and, um, and it's like I, I hear what you're saying. Like as a human being, you want to have compassion for this guy. He lost yeah. his father, David Bowie. But on the other hand, it's like, well, what does David Bowie's death have to do with like the reception nothing. of Warcraft? N- nothing really. And I think that's doing him a disservice. Yeah, by so, do, by saying it that, almost, because... it almost kind of is. Um, so yeah, it just it's not connecting with uh, with critics it seems like they're just they, they even they're leaving confused yeah i mean i just i i'll be interested to see how audiences engage with it. i think that there's obviously an audience for warcraft but this is a film that studios we'll uh, they, they've tried to make it several several times over the last 10 years um it, that was when warcraft was at a peak warcraft is now not as popular as it was um i think it's very brave to try and take something on like this i think avatar has perhaps perhaps given a lot of studios googly eyes when it comes to this level of concept project but I, I'm not hearing good things, and it's one of the films so, that I think is very. People are just not excited about it's it. It's a brutal release date. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. I mean, how do you open this against sequels to The Conjuring and Now You See Me? Like, so I mean, forget of like whether it looks bad or good. It's still. It would still be the third movie I'd see yeah. that weekend. That's not. And there's nothing not in it to, to genuinely success. port across to, to men and women and young and old. I'm a little bit like yeah, not kind of. Uh, now you see me too. I do want to see. By the me way, me too. I'm really really keen to see that. That was a fun movie. So yeah. Uh, did, were you surprised that X Men and Alice uh, underperformed last weekend? Uh, X Men a little bit. A little X-Men bit. X-Men was... Those numbers were pretty weak, I Alice, thought. not particularly. Alice I mean, tanked. I know Disney really wanted that to do very well, and clearly they're looking at that as being, you know, a franchise, and I'm probably assuming, I don't know if this is true at all, that there would be thoughts of a third film if it's not already kind of half in the works. Whether that will happen now, I do not know. It's just for me... Certainly talking to what I call regular people when I'm out and about and people, you know, sort of friends of friends who aren't in the industry, the the people were just not excited about it. And the film was so polarizing, the first one. That I just think it's polarizing. Who liked this movie? Are there I do. I've met some people fans? who really liked it. Holy shit! Um, not. I'm not saying that's a huge amount, you know. But I, I, I know people who did like it. They like Johnny Depp. But I just think, and someone at this will. I'll touch on this very quickly. People asked me last week, do I think that the situation with his marriage and the allegations made against him had any effect on the box office? Overall, no. I think it was unfortunate timing for him, but do I think people d- didn't go and see this movie because of the headlines and the rock twist? connection. No, I don't what think that had any like, great effect. Kids, we're in the car, we're going yeah. to see Alice. Wait, what? He hit, 
he allegedly hit Amber Heard. Yeah, get out of the car. So no, I don't think what? that. I don't think that really had any any effect at all on the box no. office. I think it was just a film that people just weren't that excited about, and the reviews again Agreed. were. Brutal. Leave this alone. Disney is going to make five hundred million dollars with yeah. any movie that it opens for the most part, unless it's like Finest Hours too. Um, so like just. Take all that money you were going to spend on Alice, spend it on another big property. You don't need Alice 3. Yeah. You, I, it, this it, is diminishing returns. Put, this is put, only going to trend down. Put this one me. to bed. But, I mean, you know, they've got a strong year ahead of them. They've got Finding Dory in a couple of weeks. By the way, I'm talking to Ellen DeGeneres uh, this week for Finding Dory, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. I get to see it on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and uh, and obviously they've got Rogue One coming out towards the end of the year and a couple of smaller films in there. So, you know, a, a boom or bust year for Disney? Their, their boom is bigger <laughs> than their bust. Boom and, or bust. I mean, I love a big bust you know but um boom is bigger should john carney have apologized to kira knightley and will this affect him getting talent going uh, forward yes i think he should have apologized to her because what he said i think was you know she I think it just came out wrong i think it came out wrong i think he didn't think i think he was probably having a bad day and like he issued in his apology today or, or, or sort of overnight he said it was kind of a dick move and he shouldn't have blamed her for issues that he had with his movie he went right. back and he overanalyzed a film personally i i enjoyed that film i liked her in it i don't like her in everything Right. Uh, but I am, you know, I am quite a supporter of Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed the film and I enjoyed her in it. I, I did not see his. And when I interviewed him for that film, he was very, very flattering about her. He was very positive. I was going to um, say, it, it, even if it did affect him, that may be for the best because I mean, he's better working with unknowns and once in Sing Street. But also, I mean, if anybody was to be criticised in that film, and I, I know James Corden and I've worked with James Corden, it's James Corden because he was out of all the cast that was he's in that. With James Corden? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I want to get yeah. that story We've out got, off got the air. Um, um, but yeah, so I'm, I think if anybody was, was not up to par in that, it was James Corden who can be very, very good. So I think for him to attack Keira Knightley in that way was totally uncalled for and necessary and unfounded. Uh, yeah, the apology in which he misspelled her name, which was kind of funny, um, was was the right thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I don't think that this should affect him because I think he's a really talented no, filmmaker. Uh, Sing Street's a great film. And he's entitled to have opinions about his actors. Yeah. It's just like, it's hard, you know, you can't express that stuff in the industry, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think you should be able to be honest, but it has to be in a constructive kind of way. And do you know what? Some actors are dicks and some actresses are dicks right. and some directors are dicks. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's going to be nice, but do you want to make it public? Probably best not. We're going to run run through some quick headlines. Uh, the Rock is now set to play Doc Savage for yeah. Shane Black. I have no, you know, Doc Savage beats me. That's something like my grandfather grew up reading or whatever. Brian Singer says there may be a potential Mystique movie. Yes. Uh, potentially standalone, yay, yay but without not. Jennifer Lawrence. I'm kind of done with that character, yeah, but no, I would be interested a, to see it reinvented, but right now it's a good excited. title, though, like Mystique. Mm. You want to see Mystique Sounds like a strip club in Nevada. So, <laughs> sure, but yeah, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence would, would come back and do that. Uh, I, I don't really have any interest in, in exploring any spinoffs right now from the, the X-Men no. universe. Uh, TJ Miller joining Ready Player One. Love that. Love TJ Miller. Love TJ Miller. You watch Silicon Valley? I do. I yeah, love it's, it. It's, it's a blast. Yeah. Um, That'll be a lot of fun. Megatron's getting a new look. I love it. It was like... A oh, new, I'm sure he looked fabulous. Revealing the, the villain for Transformers 5 is yeah. the same villain as the other four. I didn't movies, think it was going to be someone different. They're like, hey, it's Megatron. I was like, ah, oh, it's like saying it's fucking Christmas yeah, every what year. What the fuck? Ah. Um, uh, no, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure his makeup will look lovely. I'm sure they'll get the guys from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy to do that one. In the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda's mm-hmm. uh, play now coming uh, back to life at the Weinstein Company. Yep. Uh, the musical Guys and Dolls picked up a director, Michael 
Grandage, I yep. think. Yep. Uh, you know, that's a whatever. Although I've, I've been thinking about maybe watching the original. I've never seen Guys and You've never Dolls. seen Guys and Dolls? No. It's great. I'm a big fan of musicals. Okay. I do See, like I'm musicals. Not, so. Uh, so it's a good one to start with. Brando and Sinatra, it's yeah. a good one, yeah. Uh, Amy Schumer joining uh, Who Invited Her, which is a, yeah. a premise for a batch, like a Bachelor comedy that I've always uh, appreciated. Mm. Uh, where, you know, a girl basically crashes this guy's weekend, this bachelor party. Yeah. Uh, I think that that could be really funny and perfect casting. Stefano Solima directing Sicario 2, most likely. Yes, yeah, He's behind the Gamaro, uh, Gamora TV, TV series, show. right? Yeah. Not the movie, mm. which confused some people. There were also trade reports that uh, Jeremy Saulnier, who yes. did uh, Green Room and Blue Ruin, that he was up for the job. But scheduling means yeah, he's out. Yeah, scheduling. Uh, that that would have been a that's a bummer because I think that p- would have been pretty interesting. Been Although great. if I'm Jeremy, I stick with original movies. Mm-hmm. I don't pick up somebody else's sequel. No word on if Blunt is coming back, but we believe. I heard that it's Brolin, no. Okay, heard, Yeah, the the word is that there is no Emily Blunt. Okay, and it's going to focus on Benicio and, and Brolin. Cool. Um, I'm okay because I I love Josh Brolin. So. Uh, I think Heroic Hollywood last Friday said that Miles Morales is going to be the focus of the animated Spider-Man movie. Cool. Uh, Which I, I think is I good. like that. You know. Well, we know from documents that we've seen right. that there was a possibility that the role that's now gone to Tom Holland could have gone that way and could have been a non-white right. that, And that's what actor. I had heard back in the day. But so, uh, I guess it makes sense that they're going to you know, do it with the animated version. We're going to see Mr. Voorhees in the new Friday the 13th movie. New that's origin, kind of interesting. apparently, for him. Apparently his mother's going to be in it, but we're going to see some different origin stuff for him. So I still think he ends up drowning in a lake. If it ain't um, broke, don't fucking fix it. Uh, Doug Belgrad ex- exits Sony. That's a big, that's mm. a big deal uh, in Hollywood the, as far as the executive world goes. It would be very interesting to see who comes in and, and replaces him because there's some big shoes to fill. It'll be interesting to see where he lands as well. Uh, I've heard I've heard really good things about Molly's Game. Uh, okay. Aaron Sorkin's script. Yeah. With the, that's going to start Jessica Chastain. In awesome. Adele, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, okay, before we go, let's, let's end it on this. Uh, the Monster Trucks trailer. Mm. Holy shit. That looks awful. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. How much money do you think was spent on that? Uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Of money. I, it's like, I always, I, I never really wrap my head around the project or the, or the premise or anything like that. Even the casting, um, he looks like he's mugging the whole time. It uh, is It is not It is not aimed at us. No, that's true. If I was a seven-year-old boy, I might think it's the coolest thing ever. Would it? But, you know, I, for me, oh, that, man. and there's another trailer I saw recently for Nine Lives, which was advertised on oh, TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kevin Spacey, but Christopher like Walken, 20, and Jennifer Garner. Like, that's not an expensive movie. No, I movie. know. But both of those movies, I was like, is this is this real? Or is this kind of like a funny or die spoof of a film that's coming out? Monster and I'm like, looked- no. I, unbelievably no. bad. Um, wow. It, I mean, it, we, we might be wrong. It might turn out to be great fun, and we will probably go and watch it. But off that trailer, I'm I'm not on board yeah. with that right now. I want to plug a few things. Um, sure. Uh, I, I've been reading Owen Gleiberman's book, Movie Freak. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Good. He, you know, he was Excellent the longtime writer. critic at Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Now he's at Variety. Yeah. Just joined uh, the trade, and um, it is just a, a fantastic book about a lot of you know the movies that we've seen. It's not one of those yeah. like classic film books where like you've seen every fifth movie, uh, and it's just uh, ter- terrific. So if you're a fan of this show, uh, I would def- definitely recommend picking it up. I thought there was a lot of good work at THR this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Bellany had a great story about Joel Silver throwing a temper tantrum about not being able to get twenty uh, pieces of luggage on a private plane. That was great, and I actually really enjoyed Rebecca Ford's story on David Copperfield, 
who talked about uh, you know consulting on Now You See Me Too. Okay. Um, you know, he was in Terror Train. One of my, f- I love that horror movie back in the day. He mm. like disowned it. Uh, so it had a good anecdote about that. Uh, a lot of good scoops from from Justin Crowell of Variety this week. Congratulations to Chris Tapley at Variety. Just had a baby yes. with his lovely wife April. I heard that. Uh, and and farewell to Rick Kissel at Variety, who's been doing their ratings for like nineteen mm. years or something like mm. that. Um, he uh, you know the, that's that's a tricky job, and he's he's he was always a stand up guy when I worked with Rick at Variety. Uh, so he will be missed. They lost a, a good man there. Uh, happy birthday to the Bloodlust founder Kaylee Marsh, my pal. Uh, check out the Bloodlust every October, and congratulations to Bill Simmons and the gang at the Ringer. Have you been reading the Ringer? I, this well, week? No, I saw that it had launched. Yeah, it launched this week. Awesome, um, really uh, impressive uh, content over there. So be sure and check that out yep. when you're not listening to Meet the Movie Press, or maybe while you are listening to it. And if you know someone that's not listening to Meet the Movie Press, yeah. slap them. Have like an intervention. Yeah, and just say you need to, to have this in your ears and your face. Yes. In the meantime, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can Subscribe to the Popcorn Talk Network. Yep. Uh, Simon, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find me at Showbiz Simon on Twitter and Instagram, and at Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. All the social media platforms. I know, look at me. I'm Jeff Snyder. You can find me at at the Insider. All my movie rankings at theinsider.blogspot.com. Now you're not here next week, but you will be back. I will be back eventually. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to miss one Friday or two. Simon will find an able-bodied co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, so enjoy uh, the next few weeks of summer, gang. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.